well, welcome to 2024. Uh, my name is Joe McNamara, part of uh, the ML Right Source Marketing Team, uh, Director of Solutions. And joining me today are probably two of the more familiar faces, if not voices, that um, for our subscribers have definitely uh, heard throughout the course of 2023 and, quite frankly, the last few years. Uh, and that's John Byrne and, and Elliot Berman. Uh, thanks, guys, for joining today and, and especially for getting ready to answer a couple questions uh, from from yours truly, uh, starting, I think, most importantly with um, John, you, you tend to do this uh, once a year, especially towards the end of the, the fiscal year, uh, or I guess the calendar year, um, just regarding some of the trends and things that we've seen in the, the financial crime compliance space uh, over the course of the year, and then obviously looking forward. But, and for those of you that are interested, uh, John, you just released yours, or we're getting ready to post that. Um, you know, in the month of, of January here that we're recording. But I did want to bring up, you know, a couple questions that kind of came out of that. I think the biggest one being, you know, from, from the course of kind of trends and things that we've seen in this space, it's, it's apparent that there's nothing that's overly novel when it comes to kind of findings and, you know, whether it's the, the U.S.-based or, quite frankly, the global outlook. But, you know, from your perspective and kind of piecing together all of the different areas that you guys covered throughout 2023 and this week in AML, um, you know, what are some of the things that stood out? And then, you know, Elliot, I'd like to follow up with just more of, you know, what do we anticipate almost continuing to see or certainly uh, keeping fingers on the pulse when it comes to, uh, you know, moving into 2024? Well, Joe, um, this year uh, we have posted it, uh, by the way, the, the, the blog. This year we took a look back, but in previous years I've actually done a what you you see in, in major newspapers like USA Today, the in and out list. You know what's what was what's in for twenty twenty four, what's out for twenty twenty three. But to your point, a lot of what was in in twenty twenty three is going to stay. So there's not a lot of thematic changes. There's going to be focus, continued focus on crypto regulation, um, on domestic and foreign terrorism. Sadly, with the actions going on in in the Middle East. In Russia, um, with sanctions, that becomes an issue. Corruption is a global problem and continues to be uh, an issue that AML um, uh, professionals have to pay attention to. Uh, we are um, just in the midst of continuing, going back to the Middle East and other issues, dealing with how humanitarian groups struggle with getting um, financial access because some uh, charities have been fronts for terrorist activity. So how do you manage that? So that continues to be a topic of, of concern and focus. Uh, fraud, you know, massive fraud everywhere. I mean, we've been dealing the past couple of years with the, the remnants of pand pandemic fraud, but we have elder abuse. We certainly have um, uh, you know unemployment fraud in the U.S. And, and certainly some similarities overseas. But all of these topics continue to challenge our community. So uh, I don't see, as you say, I don't see changes in the areas, but obviously under each of those areas, hopefully some progress and some uh, you know additional tools, whether they're tech tools or legislative tools that will help professionals and institutions deal with those ongoing problems. Well, and that, that seems to track, right, John? And I, I know that we've, we've all kind of been uh, tracking you know, all the different publications that are coming out. I know, Elliot, before we started recording, we were actually kind of talking about some of the things coming out from Wolfsburg and, 
and others, um, you know, in the, the Asia Pacific, uh, you know, realm as well. But, you know, from your perspective, Elliot, and kind of thinking about some of the major topics that you guys covered on TWIA uh, in 2023, what stands out most to you in terms of, you know, either continuing the conversation to John's point and continuing to kind of follow the progression or advancement in certain areas, or, you know, quite frankly, something that that may have gotten some attention, but it is certainly primed to um, kind of, I don't want to say explode, but certainly grow uh, in 2024. Well, John touched on a few of them, but I'll um, I'll kind of run through my, my list here and uh, so if you look at one big area of concern, continuing concern is obviously the global political situation, uh, because it does impact, uh, puts pressure on uh, economies, which can which can create more opportunity for fraud. Um, we've got the terrorist threat, we and we actually have the open conflict threat. So I think globally, we're going to see continued coordinated uh, use of coordinated sanctions as a tool to try to moderate behavior. And as John and I just recently talked about also export controls, I think we'll see more coordinated use of export controls as well. Secondly, uh, more coordinated effort on just uh, trying to manage and uh, reduce um, terrorist financing. So uh, again, I think the key theme here is coordination. In terms of kind of on the risk side, I think we all face the risk of instability in that we've got what's going on in the Middle East. We have we're you know we're two years into Russia and Ukraine. the The Chinese economy you know is um, struggling. Doesn't mean it's going to struggle forever, but you know they're uh, they have a huge influence on 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 what happens globally. And then, uh, as John mentioned er, just a moment ago, you know, when you have instability, it can either be triggered by corruption or certainly provide more opportunity for corruption, political corruption and, and corruption in the business world. So I think those are all things that will continue um, and continue to be of concern in 2024. In the regulatory area, as everybody knows, the uh, the U.S., uh, beneficial ownership registry went live January 1st of this year. And it's part of a global effort to increase transparency and therefore reduce corruption um, and money laundering mm -hmm. and other financial crimes. So I think we're going to see a continued effort both in the U.S. and globally about uh, transparency there's also been a continuing effort by the U.S., but also by many other countries to, again, do things as partners. If we're all operating all by ourselves, we're being much less effective. And so the U.S. has signed a number of bilateral uh, agreements in the uh, financial crime prevention space where uh, FinCEN and the FIU of the other country are more information sharing and joint activity. Um, and then I think on the, more on that bank regulatory level, in addition to we're going to see new regulations, I think, because they've already, FinCEN's already, or Treasury has already signaled the fact that we're going to see some kind of a uh, real estate related regulation and uh, possibly some others in 2024. 
Uh, but I think the other thing we're seeing is advanced tool, tech tools, including artificial intelligence, but not only artificial intelligence, being used by the regulators. So in our uh, the webinar that we did on our AML Voices series in December was about where is compliance technology going? And one of our panelists talked about the activities that are happening by the central bankers around uh, the world in terms of looking at applying these tools to how they do examinations, how they look at at uh, country level or national level risk and things like that. So I think we'll see more of that. And then the technology area, I realized that, you know, AI, 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 it's like, I think I tried to buy a toaster and, you know, I couldn't decide if I wanted the AI toaster or the non-AI toaster. It was a little challenging for me, but um, but I do think these advanced technology tools will continue to make their way into our space in a in a good way. There'll be some of the, I don't want to say simple, but the more basic stuff, uh, robotic process automation will continue to have an impact, taking the more mundane tasks and automating them. And then uh, large language models, I think think we'll start to see those impacting transaction monitoring systems. And as the tools to create though, or to, to leverage the large language uh, models get more available and easier to use, we may see uh, organizations and groups of organizations coming up with their own uh, flavor of these technologies. We'll just have to see how that, you know, unfolds, but it's early. I don't think that, I don't think by the way, these advanced technologies means that all of a sudden we're just going to put the whole system on autopilot and we, you know, all, we can all go to the bar and come back and see what it does. I, I don't think that's how it's going to work. There's it. In Probably the not end, the best thing to send to your regulator either. No, I, right. Yeah. What did we do? Well, we increased consumption of alcohol, but we decreased the number of people who are consuming it. Yeah, I don't think that would, that would be helpful. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I, you know, again, there's always concern that additional automation means reduction in jobs. But in our space, at least to this point, and I think for the foreseeable future, and I'm by no means an expert, we're not trying, no one is saying they figured out how to automate human judgment. And, you know, in the U.S., for example, the is this suspicious and should I file a SAR? That's a judgment issue. That's not just a data issue. Uh, I think that uh, I think that we're just going to see more of the things that make sense to automate be automated so that the human, the people, the people can do the stuff that is uniquely uh, done by people. Right. So, I mean. To kind of summarize and certainly kind of keep on the radar, I'm hearing corruption, crypto, tech, and just overall growth, right? And, and back to, to John, your, your initial comments, you know, as we kind of look around the space and, you know, whether it's from any of those lenses, I think, you know, what we're going to continue to see is, is organizations find better ways to collaborate um, and find better ways to tackle some of the most profound challenges that, you know, this industry and sector continues to, to face on a day-to-day -day basis. And so, um, you know, before kind of hanging it up here, I just wanted to give you the last word in terms of, you know, what folks can come to expect from this week in AML, uh, AML voices, AML conversations, and just about anything else that, 
either you or Elliot or, or a joint team are creating here at AML Right Source, you know, what would you say just to kind of keep an eye on in 2024? Well, what I would say is we pay attention to a variety of reports done by government or the private sector. Wanted to just flag the TRM Labs, everything a lot of folks know, Ari Redboard, and we've been able to interview him before. They've just done a report that got released as we're recording this, and that's that they found a link between stronger regulation and reduced illicit activity in the crypto space. So they should take a look at that. Uh, there's also a report from uh, the Human Security Collective on the issue of de-risking that we've mentioned. Uh, so those things become important. But I just want to go back to the notion that we're becoming uh, high tech overnight. No, we're not. But clearly, one of the things that is really impressive is the focus on innovation that in the U.S. Treasury has emphasized the U.S. Congress actually emphasized in the AMLA law from a couple of years ago, and certainly we've seen that with the FATF. So the focus on that becomes important. I would just say to our listeners out there, um, I've been recently approached by a group uh, run by the Secret Service that's working on a project. This is very U.S. specific, but you'll appreciate uh, the theme, and that is looking at uh, what we know as 314A, which is when the government provides information to institutions for them to see if they have those accounts. And they're trying to figure out a more efficient way, whether it's tech enabled or whether it's process enabled, so that when those institutions get those uh, requests uh, to look up the information, they can do it quickly and efficiently. And we're going to uh, connect them to a lot of you, a lot of our clients to talk to these to these project leaders, that's just one example of making what I call the AML infrastructure more efficient, both from a cost standpoint, but also at the end of the day, Elliot and I have been doing this a really long time. Why do we do all of this? It's to get information as quickly as relevant information in the hands of law enforcement so they can process, investigate, prosecute, deter. That's what this is all about. It's not about checking the box for our regulators, even though that's their obligation sometimes to do that. So I think we're now at a place, Joe, in 2024, where we weren't in 2020, for example, that there seems to be a consensus. Let's be more efficient. How do we do that? Uh, if there's a resource change, how do we make sure that people still have their uh, careers? And I think, as Elliot said, you're going to need human intervention in a lot of this. But I think innovation, tech, process changes, and all of us collaborating is something I look forward to seeing uh, further accessed, if you will, throughout 2024. So we'll be talking about that as these various reports and these various policy changes are proposed. Well, fantastic, guys. And to uh, our audience out there, just uh, another reminder, you can find every episode that Elliot and John have, have produced. I think we just surpassed 185 or 186 uh, of the This Week in AML series. You can find that on amlrightsource.com uh, within the Resource Center. There's uh, an extensive library of all the different topics that have been covered either in our webinar series or to John's earlier point, his AML Conversations podcast, where he gets to sit down with folks on both the public and private sector and talk about, you know, not only uh, theoretical or, or uh, systemic issues, but quite frankly, practical ones and, and figuring out, you know, how to provide the best value to, you know, our audience. And so I would encourage you guys to continue to uh, search through the library. At the same time, if, you, if you're looking for something and you can't find it, 
shoot us a note. We'd love to, uh, we'd love to entertain the idea of potentially, you know, taking on some more suggestions in terms of topics to cover and things like that. But I think I speak for all of us when I say collectively, we're excited to, to take a look and certainly see how 2024 unfolds and we will continue to monitor and, and report on it closely. Thanks everybody. And, uh, stay tuned. Thanks Joe.